Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brett and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more tonight. Happy to have Nathan Ryder from the, geez, the, the Prince Albert Herald. Known Nathan for a long time. Umpire baseball with him and James Tubb from the Medicine Hat News. Thanks, thanks guys for joining us for doing a little WHL preview here tonight. Not the entire league, but we'll get into the Eastern Eastern Division, the Central Division. What's going on, guys? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Brent. Thanks for having us. Doing doing pretty good. I'm I got my water in my uh, Wrigley Field uh, 100th anniversary cup. I I brought I brought with me to PA from home in Lethbridge. Wrigley Field. I went there about three four years ago. Just that last well, actually year after they won the World Series. We'll get into baseball a little bit. Actually, let's do baseball right now. Um, the last time I seen Nathan, he was in the umpire room getting our names. Who was doing the game that night? And then James, last time when I talked to you, we were—I uh, was just getting ready to go to Okotoks for the uh, the WCBL final between Okotoks and Moose Jaw. Hell of a game, hell of a time, boys. Let's wrap up the, the WWCBL uh, season quick, quick and easy. Um, how was your guys' season? Now, now, now you had time to to compress a little bit, Nathan. You were in the press box for the. For, for for the Leopards Bulls this year, Nathan or, or James, you were all over the place for for the uh, the Mavericks. Now you've had a time to let it go for for about three four weeks. Uh, wrap up your WCBL season for 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 me, please. I'll start. I guess uh, just yeah, it was a fun uh, debut season for me coming on the Mavericks beat, and I mean they uh, with the renovations to the park, they kind of welcomed fans back, and it was a great time. And I think they rewarded fans with the. Deep playoff run probably would have wanted it better, but uh, it was a good, it was a build building season for the Mavericks, just rebuilding that core and a loss in COVID. And uh, I think it'll be a better season next year. 
There you go, Nathan. You, I, I see you uh, all the time. I'm, I'm. You're this, the the first one in the park, and I was the second one in the park all the time. You opened the door for me a number of times at, at Spitz Stadium here in Lethbridge. Uh, you left before the season was done. You went to PA for your new job and everything else. Congratulations on that, by the way. Uh, how did you think the Bulls were this year, and what's what, what's your thoughts on them? Uh, what what happened this year and moving forward? Well, I think the, the thing that the Bulls kind of realized about two to three weeks into the season was that um, I think Chance realized he didn't recruit enough arms for this for this year. They ended up getting um, a couple of guys to join late in Blade Strelzik and uh, Ben Irwin that both went to the All-Star game. And those guys were absolute godsends, especially uh, especially uh, Strelzik. Yeah, but he was something else, that kid, yeah. He, wow. He's actually... I actually remember the conversation I had. I I was talking with uh, Tyler Vivier because I was doing social media content with Tyler Vivier, the Bulls, Bulls middle infielder. <clears throat> and the conversation was, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can get my buddy to, to go up here. He doesn't go to Our Lady of the Lake, but he goes to, uh, I believe it was, it was Texas Lutheran University that Blade attended. There's and, so many. I don't even, I can't keep track. And I think it was two two weeks later, Blade was on the mound for the Bulls. And I'm like, yep, it was definitely uh Tyler Vivier that ended up making that connection that brought uh Strelzik to Lethbridge and he was great all those San Antonio guys were really great guys to talk to off the field as well when I got to interact with them and yeah I just think it was a a lack of recruiting pitching that really cost the Bulls because they had they had the hitting core to get things done they just didn't have the arms to keep the opposition off the off the scoreboard and they like they had they were they were deep they had guys like Brandon Nickel who was a stud for Southern Arkansas last year. He hated me. We didn't get along like at all. Like we, me and him just didn't see eye to eye. And, and the thing about uh, umpiring in WCBL, it's not a democracy. Um, we, there's, there's no voting. There's, this is what it is. And that guy hated me and we just didn't get along. It was a, it was a, Odd, odd situation, but whatever. We'll get into the uh, WCBL. Maybe we'll have you guys on later on. Maybe ne- next year. Uh, get into what's Hockley talk right now. Nathan, you're you're new to Prince Albert. You're you're new to the team. You see a lot going on. James, your first year with with the tie with in Mesnat last year saw the Tigers lose a lot of hockey games. Not good. Eleven wins. Worst record in team history, the whole bit, lot, lot. We don't want to, you don't want to focus on the negative, but you, you, you can't not talk about it. James, before we get to the Raiders here, how bad was it last year for the Tigers? Ooh, like, uh, I mean, the record speaks for itself. They had the worst record in the Canadian Hockey League. And that's, yeah. It, um, honestly, uh, Brent, after games, it was hard. Obviously, each loss added up. And, when you get to loss 40 and 50, it adds up. But uh, the next day at practice or something, it was uh, like, a, there was no down attitude the whole time. There was obviously some positivity. I think guys realized where they were and they enjoyed that obviously, but uh, yeah, it was hard. There was like, it got to the point where just, uh, you, what are we going to talk about losing every day? And you couldn't. So uh, it kind of changed how we did our coverage, but um, yeah, it was a hard season. And uh I mean, they got some rewards out of it, but uh, a lot of hard, hard-earned lessons last year. That's kind of the big takeaway. 
Nathan, the, the, the Raiders squeaked in the playoffs last couple of games of the season last year. I know you weren't there, but now that you're, you're part of it, you did some, you, you've done your research and you're, you're now on the beat in Prince Albert in, in Saskatchewan there in, in the Eastern division. There's a lot going on. Uh, they squeaked in. What was something that they brought from last season that they're bringing to this season that makes them think, you know what, we, we're going to, we're going to improve our team. I'm trying not to say gunna because I'm a grown up going to we're going to improve our team this year what are some of the positives that that they brought from last season that you've heard from the coaching staff from the the players that you've been around since training camp opened what are some of the things that you think that the they brought from last season squeaking in that that, that they're that the training camp they're excited about i think the main story of last season for the prince albert raiders was they had to they had to make some tough decisions and say goodbye to some players who were a big part of that 2019 championship run. The main, the big trade they made last season was obviously sending Gooley to Caden Gooley to the few, the WHL champion and the oil Kings. And that was a hard decision to make, but man, some of those Cole appeared in that centerman they got with that first round pick as part of that deal. He's, he's a very, good player for a 16 year old part of that 06 class. He'll be, he'll be very good. And then was, and they got some established guys like Eric, Eric Johnson back in the trade. And they're still going to get more from that trade because they have a first round pick from Edmonton in the 2023 prospects draft. So I think the story of this, I don't, I don't think Prince Albert's going to be from what I've talked about to Curtis hunt, the general manager here and Jeff Truett, the new head coach. I don't think they expect to be in the, upper echelon of the Eastern conference, but they believe that this is a young team that will be able to compete in a very tough division. It's funny. You say the, o, the O six class went to the, the year they were born. I remember reading the, the stats pages back when I played the Alberta junior hockey league and I was a 74 pick. My God, think how things changed. Uh, there wasn't even internet really back when I played junior hockey. It's crazy how that, that works out. And I mean, you guys wouldn't know all about the, the old days of, of the, uh, the Western league and everything else, but it's, it's, it's quite funny to hear an O six draft. Like, Oh man. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a question. I want you to mull over it. Don't, we're not, we won't get answer it yet, but you were talking about the draft the, or, or the trade that the Raiders made, Nathan, with, with Edmonton to, for, to, to stabilize their team and go to a WHL championship. Does Connor Bedard get traded from Regina before the season's over? Don't answer I, now. Think about it. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. We'll, I, I personally think he does, but that, that's just my, my own opinion. James, the the Tigers opened camp last week. They have a, a bunch of new faces. I, 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 from what I read, I, I, a bigger team. They have a few bigger bodies on on the squad that I saw. There's not a whole bunch more five eight five nine guys like I. I've always thought that was weird that the Tigers had that. It's a Willie Desjardins thing. What are the Tigers' biggest strengths going into like leaving training camp, which ended yesterday? They start their, they start their season uh, Saturday night. What is the biggest change that that gives the Tiger fans and the Tiger faithful some hope this season? I would just say, it's, even though they may be like they've added some bigger guys, like you said, Brent, it's speed heading into this uh, season. This seems this is a faster team than it was last year, and I think that's maybe there's a more youth movement again. Last year was a young team. This year's even younger for the Tigers. And it just, uh, they got younger and faster, no, younger and better even. Like there, it's talent with Tomas Mersek and Caden Lindstrom. They're uh, 
I guess they would be the 06 class picked in December. Mm-hmm. They made a, they played a couple games last year and were able to get up, see what the, the dub brings and went away for summer and came back and they look like they could play every day. And it's just, they're going to add a lot to this lineup. And then, uh, I mean, the biggest storyline of camp was uh, the debut of Gavin McKenna, first overall pick this year, and just uh, how he's looked. He looked like he looks like he could play already, and he's 14 years old. Doesn't turn 15 till December, and I think that's going to be he's going to play the home opener. So that's enough to drive fans uh, into put butts in seats. I would say that's what I had. I actually had that written down here: one goal, three assists in the preseason. Young kid, but he's he's, he's a bigger body. Six foot two, probably weighs 145 pounds. It, it, it won't say that in the in the media guide what he actually weighs because they they boost those stats a little bit to make him look a little bit bigger. But that that's a big thing for the Tigers that they got a guy that's uh, he won't play a bunch this year because he's 14. But uh, that's something for the Tiger fans to 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 look at. That's going to help them out a lot. Uh, Nathan, the the Raiders made the playoffs. They got a couple of guys. We're going to pro camps right away. One guy that has to be be a a building block unless he sticks, sticks in Chicago is uh, Nolan Allen, first round pick, Chicago Blackhawks. He's a guy that, that that's a solid, solid player. What's your thoughts on him? I haven't actually seen Nolan play in person because I'm very new to the Prince Albert beat, but he's gonna be he's gonna be that anchor on that because he's line. down in Chicago right now, and they, they have those 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 mini. Yeah camps and many deals that going on with for sure the yeah and there doesn't sound like they're going to have him off off the crack of the season as well as uh landed kosher who's off with the los angeles kings at their camp but yeah the, those two guys could be the top two defensemen for the prince albert raiders this season like they they get those two guys in the mix as well as guys like trevor Th- Trevor Thurston, rookie Justice Christensen, who's been very impressive in camp. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a strong blue line this year, and Nolan Allen and Landon Kozier are gonna be a big part of that. I'm an old goalie from way back. I took a lot of pucks ahead. That's when I when I get hit by a baseball when I'm on prior in a game, it doesn't really bother me a whole bunch. Uh goaltending to me, it matters a bunch. And and through in in the Western League, I've been watching the Western League since 1979. Goaltending to me can make or break a team at, at at this level and well all levels of hockey but i think that a, a strong goaltender means a ton james how are the tigers going to do this year in net like what is their plan what's their big game plan what's going on in that because Man, they gave up a league high 320 goals last year. Obviously, they they only won 11 games. But what's their plan in net? What do they got going on? Last night, uh, Beckett Lankow, I think it's, is it Damon Lankow's son? I believe, yeah. I don't know. His dad. I think it is, yeah. I know his dad played in the NHL, yeah. Yeah, because th- th- the other, it's got to be Damon because his, his brother played also in the, in the National Hockey League. But Damon Lanko, Brett Lanko, uh, he got a shutout last night in Swift Current. Is he the guy that they can lean on for 50 games? Yeah, not that it, the game was in medicine at last night. So oh, sorry, I medicine, I'm sorry, yeah. no, that's fine. It's just, it was, I got to see it. So that was cool. Um, yeah, Beckett's the guy. I mean, it, that was the, it was kind of known at the end of last season. Garen um, Bjorkland, who, Washington Capitals draft pick was the guy last season held them in a lot of games. Honestly, without him, they maybe don't win 11 games. And uh, he goes off, signed a pro deal in May. 
captures his dream. That's awesome. He gets, he's going to play pro this year somewhere, whether it's in the AHL, the ECHL, whatever, but Beckett's the guy. And that makes some money. Yeah. Yeah. And, but Beckett's been the guy since May, I would say in that. And uh, he was a kid who came into camp last year and he wanted the net then because there was talk maybe Garen would stick uh, with the Capitals then he didn't. And uh, Beckett just spent another season's backup and learned more. And I think this season he's really excited to take over the crease and, for a 19-year-old, he's calm and cool and swagger. And that's what you want from a goaltender, right? And I think he'll do well. And then the backup role, they got two guys right now. And James Vene and Ethan McCallum. McCallum was a, uh, two, the 06 draft as well in December. And uh, he's a big kid. You, you got to quit saying the years, man. I'm getting older every time you guys say those years. It makes me crazy. Like, oh, man, I'm old. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they've got two kids. They're both 6'3", and Vene and McCallum. And uh, they're going to go for the backup role. And they both have had good preseasons here. I don't, I don't know which one they're going to choose yet. Obviously, this is the week. I wouldn't be surprised if a decision gets made tomorrow or sometime soon, Monday or sometime soon. I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, yeah, I there's confidence there. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when the uh, games get actually going and the puck drops. But uh, I think there's a lot of confidence in Beckett Lancow, and there's reasons to be confident. Nathan, same thing. I got the same question for you. Uh, there was a not a, a controversy. A, a, I might not pr- produce this or pronounce this correctly. Tikan Chaika is that is that how you pronounce that name? Yeah, yeah. Tikan Chaika. Tikan Chaika. He's uh, an. an it, it's horrible to say import because they're not imports. They're human beings. But he's they, they call that an import in 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 the Western Hockey League. And then you have Max Hildebrand. Uh, funny story about Max Hildebrand in a second here, but uh, Tikan Chaka, he's the guy to basically, he, he got the, the Raiders in the playoffs last year. Uh, is he the guy that's going to carry the load this year for the Raiders? And is he going to take them not to the promised land? Because we don't expect either teams we're talking about tonight to win a uh, Washington Hockey Championship, but maybe to win a round, maybe to, to have a better season than he did last year. I think off the start of the season is that Tikon Chaik is definitely the number one goaltender here in Prince Albert, without a question. Goaltending was a big question mark for this club at times last year. And when they were able to get Tikon into Canada, I don't think he was able to get into Canada until October last season because of the state of the world then and trying to get him a Canadian visa. That's a good point. Forget about that stuff. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And like, at the the uh, general manager Curtis Hunt had a speech here at the at the club's AGM here last weekend, and during that speech he credited Chaika with the, some of the team's success last year, like the that run down the stretch with all those other teams in contention: Swift Current Broncos, Regina Pats. There's somebody else I'm missing in there too, the Calgary Hitmen. Like there's a lot of teams vying for that final playoff spot because the Hurricanes have given themselves quite a bit of breathing room and. Chaik has definitely earned that number one spot in the crease. I think the one thing you'll see from the Raiders this year is that Chaika was an absolute horse for them last year. When, once they got him, he started probably 90% of the, the hockey games that Prince Albert Raiders played in. I don't think we'll see that this season. They'll try to run a solid tandem between Chaika and Hildebrand just to keep those guys fresher for the playoffs. And then I think in the playoffs, it could right, right now, what I'd say, <laughs> Truett would operate a tandem system and whoever is the hot hand would probably be the starting goaltender come the playoffs. If you have two number ones, I, I'll talk to Mr. Truett later on. If you have two, two number ones, you don't have a number one. 
that's that that's that's sport in general. If you if you have two number one quarterbacks, if you have two number one goalies, if you have two closers, you don't have a true true one. Anyways, funny story. Um, I grew up with Max Hildebrand's father, Steve, who was a trainer forever and ever and ever with Saskatoon Blades, and and Steve's sister has two different colored eyes. But anyways, that, that's a, neither here nor there. Um, goaltending matters. But you got to score goals. Nathan, who's going to put the puck in the net for the Raiders this year? Based on what I've seen in camp so far there, Brent, I've really liked how Evan Herman's looked in camp. He's he's an overage player. He's there. The Raiders are going to like to make for him to make an impact. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The the rook, In the rookie class, we'll start calling them that instead. But... Uh... I really like Ryder Ritchie. He looks like he could be a be a young sniper. I could see him in that fifth anywhere in that fifteen goal range to even up to twenty five if he has a very good season. He's someone I kind of have cir- circled to watch. And I other, other than that, um, on the forward side of things, Cole Pearden, who I mentioned earlier, is, they're going to look for him to make an impact. They got some. Other guys on the wing, like guys like Keaton Sorensen, and they got some good power forwards like Dallin Pikacoot, who's very popular here in Prince Albert as he's a he's from the Atakakoop First Nation, which is just about an hour from here. And he, you talk about the most jerseys with the last name in the arena, he's definitely up there. So. Yeah, that that's one of those. It's yeah, it's one of those things that they get guys local. And James, I said now that we're on lo- local guys, um, local product. Josh uh, Van, Van Mulligan with the Tigers. He played a few games last year. Local kid, big big body on him too. Six two one eighty seven. What are the Tigers expecting from him this season? And it never hurts to have a local kid on your team. No, and it's uh, and if there's a guy to have, it's Josh, and he looks really good. He had a good season last year, and I think uh, he played with Saha, the South Alberta Hockey Academy here in town, the CSHL. They play in that league, and uh, they won the max tournament like the international tournament in february that's and right was, yeah, i forgot about that yeah. yeah 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 and he was a big part of that and he really should have won defenseman of that tournament he didn't and i know there was some upset not too upset because they won but there was anyways uh van mulligan looked good last season i think with the summer he's had more confidence with the puck here in preseason he scored last night uh to well it was a three nothing win so i he had the winning goal because it was the first goal of the game but uh I think he's going to have a big season this year, and I don't know how much he'll get utilized, 
because there is other uh, more veteran defensemen on the Tigers' side. But uh, I think he's going to have a good showing here, and it doesn't hurt to have a local guy. And they drafted another local guy in May and Hudson Gaynor, and uh, it doesn't hurt to have local products that can uh, deal for your team. It's crazy that local products uh, bring more people to the games because there's no one from L.A. on the Dodgers. I, I always find it odd that people will go to a game I, I get it because there's a kid here and there that they know and everything else. I get it, but people don't understand how the the level of hockey that the West Hockey League is. It, it's so it's it's been fantastic forever. It's 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 cleaned up uh, a lot since the the, the 2000s and 90s and back in the 80s when I was when I was watching it. Um, do you, do Nathan? First off, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, the Art Hauser Center. PA, they won the Memorial Cup in, I think, 1983. No, no, I got 85, like a I 85, 85. And then they won the championship in 19. And then Messon had the 87, 88 Memorial Cups. Do you guys, when now that you're you're in the community now, that, that you're you're both new to the communities you're in, do you hear a lot of back in my day stuff or, or uh, like what's, what's, what's the conversations like for you two? Cause you're both younger fellas. Uh, I just said younger fellas, man, I'm old. Uh, it, you're both younger guys. Like when you're now that you're covering your team, Nathan, you're a new guy to the community. What do you hear about back in my day kind of situations? From the, honestly, from the, I haven't really had a moment like that in PA so far where someone said back in my day, it was like, such and such, I've had some different conversations with people. I I did a story here about um, Jeff Truett and his addition. Truett addition. was here in Lethbridge at one point. Yeah, he was he was in Lethbridge in the 90s. But this whole Habshide passing the torch to Truett situation, it's happened before. It happened in Kelowna in, I believe it was the 2004-2005 season. Yeah. And that first season that Truett that uh, Truett took over from Habshide, the Rockets went to the Memorial Cup. Yeah, Habshide so, just kind of does that. Hey, just kind of just disappears sometimes in the middle of the night. Like, it's weird. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> I don't think Prince Albert's going to reach that level of success, but they're looking, but they're hoping that uh, history can repeat itself at least somewhat uh, with that uh, baton passing. Yeah. James, like the, the Tigers history is, is, is known well wide. They got Memorial Cups in 87, 88, and WHL champions, one, two, three, four, five of them. I, I, when I used to live there, you would hear back because the, the old arena was a thing, and everybody still talked about the old arena and everything else. How co-op place isn't the same, and it's not. It's not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not. But what do you hear about the uh, back in my day when 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 you walk around co-op place and and everything else? And and now that Bob Ridley's not not going to be around this year, we talked about it when you were on the show back in August. Um, what do you hear about that? Like the back in my day stuff. The biggest thing, Brent, you nailed it is the arena. And that's kind of everyone's main go-to uh, to the point. It's almost cliche now where it's just kind of the people are like, ah, oh, but it's, this isn't the arena. And it's like, okay, you're right. Yep. I know we're in co-op place though now. And it's kind of, I don't know, at some point it's going to switch maybe when it's exciting more, like the more success comes, maybe people will start to warm up. Cause like co-op place, they kind of got the run into the deal. It came in, and then I believe a season later, COVID hit. So the fans one or never two, really, yeah, it wasn't there wasn't yeah, much, and then everything else, and yeah, so yeah. like they didn't get a chance to warm up to it. Um, I think in the next couple of years they will. The biggest thing I always get told of is uh, that the situation the Tigers are kind of going through now is the same kind of situation that uh, Willie Desjardins inherited when he first took over the team, like when he first was the Medicine Hat Tigers coach and GM. 
they missed the playoffs for five years. Oh, he there were some in. bad teams in the hat back then. Nathan, you could probably uh, reiterate that because you're you're a Lethbridge guy, and so there were some bad teams in the hat. Okay, yeah, and uh, and then just Willie took over, and uh, I mean, it's not it wasn't all him. They obviously had good draft picks and stuff, but uh, that's the biggest thing. Is people just reminding me that Willie's done it once before, and hopefully he can do it again. Nathan, the Art Hauser Center. Oh, by the way, Nathan, did you go to the pancake breakfast this morning at the at the uh, for the, the the Raiders put on? I did not. I actually had to cover some minor football today. That was I happening. would go to a free pancake breakfast every day of the week and uh, twice on Sundays. Man, take screw minor football. Go get yourself a pancake, man. <laughs> Maybe I should have. And listen, they they said they were going to put uh, Truett on the spot there. So. Um, because he, did, he didn't speak at the AGM, so they were maybe going to put him on the spot at the pancake breakfast. I don't don't know, but that's what they were joking about with some of the Raiders front office members I've talked to. When it's all said and done, gentlemen, when this season's done, wh- where, where do you see the teams that you guys cover? I want to get how like how you cover the teams, because I've always been interested in, in, on, on how that works for, for newspaper guys. Especially now with the with the, the way that the, the media is a lot different now than it was. But how do you both see your perspective teams that you cover on a daily basis? You're around these guys a lot. Actually, let's do that. How do you cover these kids who are on social media and they're and they're kids? Like they're between the ages of 16 to 20 years old. How do you guys approach these kids and how does it work like for before we get to how the the, uh, the season is going to end for these guys? How do you guys approach these kids and talk to them? Because you're you're a few years older than them, but, but not a whole bunch older than them. James, we'll start with you. What's what what's your approach walking up to say? Oh, let's just name a player. Uh, the local kid. Josh Ben Mulligan. Ben Mulligan. How do you approach him? So he doesn't have a great big head. He's the he's the, the cock of the walk, and he's in the news. He's in the paper. Like, how do you approach Josh Van Mulligan on not on a daily basis, but a weekly basis per se? Because the, the people want to hear what he has to say, but you don't want to give him too much because then all of a sudden he's unapproachable. Yeah, it's just you treat him like people. Like I don't know how. Like it's I guess it's something Brent I've never thought of. I've just kind of you just talk to them and it's like. Uh, maybe a, a better example I can use is Gavin McKenna. Like when he first got to camp here, right? First overall pick, coined maybe the next Connor Bedard, this and that. Like that's a lot of fucking yeah, Jesus. Could have had exceptional status, didn't apply for it. Um, I mean, I'm not this isn't just for me. This is like yeah. Gavin McKenna is a big deal. And he's yeah, you just treat him like a person. Like I didn't bow down and like offer him money, anything. You just treat him like people and yeah, get them to laugh and have fun and Cause I mean, it is, it's junior hockey at the end of the day. This isn't the national hockey league. They're not getting paid to do this. And that's just kind of how I approached it. Uh, you're not friends with them, but be friendly is kind of the way. And it all worked out. And I mean, last year was a prime example of like, we know what the tiger season was. We could have just dragged them in the newspaper. All we wanted. Why it's junior hockey. Uh, I don't think it was the player's fault. Really. I just think it was a bad year bad baby the way COVID kind of set the, took the team back uh with the graduating players so you just focus more on the people and there were some really interesting stories to tell the people there and there's some more really interesting stories to tell this year and just kind of you approach it like that I guess uh, to round it up around is just treat them like people 
Nathan, once, if and when uh, Nolan Allen gets back from, from Chicago camp, how are you, and you're new to the community and you're new to the, the paper, the Prince Albert Herald, what's what's your approach going to be? I mean, you're, you're a personal guy. You, you you don't mind talking. You're not aggressive, but you're you're confident in how you do things from, from how I, I've spoke to you around the ball field. We, we talk a lot. Um, what's your approach going to be uh, now that you're new new to the uh, the the city of Prince Albert how are you going to approach people and say hey I'm I'm Nathan how are you how are you going to talk to the to the team and the coaches management or whoever I think James sort of hit the nail on the head when he said like be friendly but you don't need to be friends with them sort of just be a professional like both of us both of us obviously went to school for this kind of thing in order to to get the positions we're in and you just have to treat people with respect and be, be, be friendly. Like maybe before you start the press, the interview, you crack a joke while you're turning your recorder on or something like that, just to loosen them up because some of these, some of these players, it's the first time they've really had to deal with um, media and their team being followed at the scale. It's followed in the Western hockey league. So it's just being, being a professional and you don't, you don't you don't want to drag anybody down in the in in the paper as james mentioned but you just have to be yeah just at the end of the day be a be a professional that's the biggest thing and i i i was running an umpire clinic this weekend and we're talking about this and that and everything else and and i said there were some older gentlemen and i said they're just kids like with the w they're, they're kids like they're they're kids i'm i'm almost 50 they're kids Let, don't give them too much but don't disregard them their kids and 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 they're and most of them won't make the national hockey league most of them won't play pro most of them won't make a dollar play in this game and they're having a the time in their lives and so let them let let them do it but don't put them on a pedestal so much where it's like it, it's too much does that make any sense james yeah it's that's a big part of it and also i guess i should have mentioned is trust like uh if you have a conversation that like I don't know. I got to be careful how to say this, but like, if you have a conversation before you hit recording that and you just like, you make it clear that like, listen, if we talk person to person, it's not going anywhere. Like you have that connection and then you talk on the record, stuff like that. Right. A big thing is trust. And when uh, Nathan, you'll see soon very well that the once players trust you, it's just an easier job and uh, you just have to press record and the magic happens. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, just don't put them on the fourteen twenty podcast because there's no holes barred here. But anyways, uh, give me what your thoughts are. Where each of your team is going to finish? Who's going to be the MVP? Unsung hero? All those kind of deals. What you're you're expecting of your team? Uh, Nathan, we'll start with you. What do you think the the Raiders are going to do this year? Are they a playoff team? Are they are they not a playoff team? Who's the MVP, leading scorer, unsung hero, all that kind of stuff? What, what's what's your biggest thoughts about the Raiders' upcoming season? So I'll I'll say I'll, I believe the Raiders have a group that can make a run to the postseason. Um, there are going to be some teams that will obviously take a step back from last season. Prime example being the Edmonton Oil Kings, since they can't ice the entire World Junior team for the second straight year in a row. <laughs> That's very true. Um, for MVP, for leading scorer. I'm kind of going back and forth between a couple names here. I really like Carson Latimer. I had him written down. Ottawa Senators pick Carson Latimer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sloan Statics looked pretty good in camp too. 45 um, points last season. I had him written down as well. He's we're on the same page, Nathan. Yeah. And then for 
unsung hero, I mentioned Evan Herman earlier. He's the kind of he's the kind of guy that does. He just wants to win, and he'll do whatever he need, he needs to do to help his team win, if, even if he doesn't show up on this on the score sheet. Um, what were the what were the other ones you were asking for there? That's Brent? all. That, that we're we're good. Whatever. Like an unsung hero, are, are, and they're a playoff team guaranteed. I'd I'd say once they get um, they might have, be a little bit slow to start once once but once they get Al, if they get Allen Kozier back, they'll be just fine. James, the 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 Tigers are going on the dreaded U.S. road trip early in the season. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, man, all of a sudden, because you're a young team and you had a terrible season last year, is it a good team builder or is it like, oh, no, here we go again? I think it's going to set the tone, obviously, for the season, Brent. I know that's pretty easy to say, but they get three games here in Alberta and then they hit the road. And I think it's just going to give them a chance to bond early and just build from there. The sense I've kind of got around the team is there's cautious optimism this year. Obviously, coming off of 11 wins, I'm not going to say they're a playoff team because that I think that would get a lot of scoffs. And I I don't know if they are. I haven't seen a WHL playoff team up close yet. So I think they're going to hang around that 4-5 or five spot in the standings in the Central Division. Um, maybe the six, I just, I look at Edmonton and I don't know what they're going to be. So it's so hard to tell. And even that like, is a spicy meatball yeah. because like, 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 like Nathan said, they had the whole world junior team basically on their, on their opening lineup. Like just, man, they can't return all those guys. Uh, the central's a little a tough red deer is going to be good. You got Calgary. Who's always right there. I, I, yeah, you just, you just don't know. Uh, 11 wins is tough to come back from. Can they push to 25 ish? I think that's the, I was talking to actually uh, one of the Tigers dads and that's kind of what I would think is the goal this season is 25 and to just um, avoid the streaks. And that was a big thing last year. They ended up hitting a 16 game losing streak and you just can't have that because once you have that at demoralize, it's, it's demoralizing and it's just, that but I look at the central division and there's a lot of question marks. Obviously, we've hit on Edmonton pretty good, and I'm sure we've kind of got Edmonton fans turning off. But uh, like the Red Deer Rebels are starting the season with two rookie netminers or two young netminers with Chase Coward missing the start of the season and oh, that's maybe right. most of the season. So Swift Currents maybe ahead of a year ahead of where the Tigers are. So they're another young team. The central division is going to be very interesting this year and. I think the Tigers can push into that 20, 25 wins this year and just kind of feel themselves out and just uh, have a little more confidence than they had last year for sure. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 
you are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats, to apparel, to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order of over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey, it's Brett from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips, from trolling college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sports book today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. 25 gets you a shot for sure into looking at the playoffs. You can squeak a win out here and there. And then it, it comes out to, you know, it, around Christmas time, if there's other teams that you're playing, that their best players go to the World Junior tryouts or whatever. That, that helps out a lot. Nathan, do, do you see, do, like, how many wins do you think the uh, the Raiders are going to have uh, coming up this year. Are they going to improve on their 28 uh, win record last year? Uh, what what's what what's the vibe around the Eastern Division? What what do you think is going to happen? Um, I just wanted to talk about one thing before I get into that. Is yeah. that you mentioned the 25 win threshold for the Medicine Hat Tigers last year? The Calgary Hitmen had 25 wins and finished two points back of the Raiders for that final playoff spot. There you go. Just. So if they get 25 wins, given Calgary had seven overtime losses and two shootout losses. So there's nine points there, but that gives them, that puts them right in the playoff conversation, conversation. If the standings turn out similar to last year, but Nathan, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day. Yeah. I'm kidding. Whatever. <laughs> and then with, with the Raiders, I could see them. Somewhere in that 30 to 35 win mark is, I think, a pretty reasonable expectation for this group. They should have a they should have some young guys come up 
from that 2021 WHL prospects draft that should look to make an imp- should look to make an impact. And then you have guys, um, other teams in the Eastern Conference that finished ahead of them last year. Like Saskatoon made a pretty big has made a couple big trades there before the start of training camp. The main one that comes to mind is trading Krinkovic, who is top five in points in the Western Hockey League last year. He's off to the Seattle Thunderbirds. They're getting a really good player in player in Seattle's going to be a wagon. Yeah, they're going to be yeah really good. Seattle and and Kamloops are my two teams to watch in the West for sure. But that's what I that's what I think that they I don't think they'll be a top four playoff seed this year in the Eastern Conference. But anywhere in that five through eight range, I could see Prince Albert sliding into this year. Do you, the Western League is such a it, it's been it's been great for every year. The Kamloops dynasty back in the in the nineties there where they, they couldn't lay they wouldn't lose. They would win every game. You had the Tigers doing well. You had the Hurricanes who had some very good teams back here in, in the in, in the early nineties. They, they they won a couple of Western Hockey Champ or one Western Championship. What makes junior like for you guys, obviously you're hockey fans, you're your sports fans, what what makes James, what makes junior hockey so great? What do you like about it other than, you know, you get paid to watch it? What what makes it so great in your eyes? Like, what's the best thing about junior hockey for you? I think it's just the potential that comes with it, right? And, like, a player knows, these guys know that if I do really well here, I can get a career out of this. And, obviously, they do it for the love of the game and all that. But for me, it's just to see the potential of these players and how they grow, from when they come in as a 60, 15, 16 year old and leave as a 20. Obviously I've only, I haven't seen any guys grow up that much. Only been here a year, but just to see uh, how guys like the 20 year olds last year that left, how they talk about their WHL career, the biggest impact for like on me was Logan Barlogi, who was an eighth overall pick of the Swift current Broncos. And probably, well, he'll say it. He didn't have the career he wanted in the Western hockey league, but he's going to play pro hockey this year in the ECHL. And he just talks about, uh, how much he learned about himself as a person in the Western Hockey League. And uh, I just kind of love to hear that and see that from guys, just uh, how much they grow and what is a short amount of time, four or five years. It's it's kind of crazy how before you know what it's turned to men. Yeah. yeah. Like I played in the Alberta Junior League back uh, a thousand years ago and it, it goes by really, really quick. And you just, yeah, it's crazy how the the, the friendships you make and the, and the, you think you have forever, but the saddest day in my life, I think was the day I turned 21. Cause I couldn't play junior hockey anymore. It's, it's kind of one of those deals. Nathan, uh, same question for you. Like what, what's your, your, your biggest thing about junior hockey, what uh, your love about it. Uh, and I know you, you're around the, the, the sports flex or not the sports flex. It's the, uh, I always call it the sports flex. What was your biggest, like, what's your big, biggest takeaway about what you like about junior hockey? I think for me, the main thing I like is, similar to what uh, James mentioned is you kind of see guys come in to come in as boys, but when they leave, they're becoming men. They're going from boys to men throughout their uh, junior hockey career, just because of the lessons they learn, not only on the ice, but off the ice being, being handling themselves on road trips. And that's that sort of thing. And the other thing that's fascinating about the W the junior hockey to me is just the roster turnover you can get from year to year. And one team could be an absolute wagon one year. And then they take a giant step back the other because they went all in and then they have to retool and build. It's not like you can get away with in the national hockey league where you get three, four five solid players. You lock them all up to 
six, seven year contracts. And then that's your, that's your core for a while. It's much, your core is only around for a much shorter period of time in the Western hockey league. So if you have a good core, you have to be aggressive and spend a lot of your futures to go make a run for that championship right here, right now. So let's get into it right then. Does Connor Bedard get traded? Because the Regina Pats did not have a good season last year with what this guy is supposed to be the, the next coming a God knows what you want to talk. Um, does Bedard get traded because Regina is not winning nothing this year? They're not. They're, they're, they're not. That's just not sugarcoated at all. They, they're going to have a better team. Bedard's the guys who get, get you a bunch of goals, a bunch of points. But do you trade for a 17, 18 year old? Do you trade for a prospect? Do you trade for this? Do you, do you make that deal and say, thanks, but no thanks? Not, no, no thanks. But thanks, Connor. But you're an asset to our franchise in Regina. We are building for two years down the road. Do you trade Connor Connor Bedard to say, let's just throw a team out there, Seattle, because Seattle made some other deals, and they can make some other like I don't know what their 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 uh, their draft lineup is, what they have left for draft picks. But do you make does Regina trade Connor Bedard, James? Go ahead. I'll just say it when the Kamloops Blazers come to Medicine Hat in February on the 25th, Connor Bedard is going to be with them. I think if you have an asset, if you're Regina and you have an asset like that, and all you have to do is look at John Tavares and uh, in the Ontario Hockey League. I love that. Take. Ago, like, if you're not going to win this year and you don't trade Connor Bedard, that's a mismanagement of assets. And I'm never going to call he, he ain't there next yeah. year. No. And like, it would be a shock if he goes back if they send him back to the WHL and they would never. So if you don't capitalize on that, it's a mismanagement and like it might cost a job. Like you can't not one. I mean, a team should have built around Connor Bedard, but I mean, when you tank for a player in the Western hockey league, you get him, you only have a certain amount of time to build around him, and it didn't happen. And now you just have to get anything for him. And I mean, you look at what the, the, uh, Raiders got for Gooley last year. I mean, double that for Connor Bedard. Like Kamloops or whoever acquires him is going to give up a lot, but I mean, he's worth it. It's Connor Bedard, and he's a once in a generation player. You got to, you got to get him. Nathan, your thoughts? I think he should be traded, but I'm going to say he remains in a Pat uniform. And here are my, here are my reason, reasoning. Regina, Regina scored more goals. Than four playoff teams last year, they made they made some moves to address their goaltending. The main one being getting Cohen McInnes from the Everett Silvertips. I think they will keep trying. If they're in a playoff spot when the trade deadline rolls around, I think they will keep Connor Bedard and they will try to go all in with Connor Bedard to try and win with Connor Bedard. My reasoning for that is Regina is one of the more prestigious teams in the Western Hockey League, and I think it and they're. I think it would be a huge hit to fan interest if you trade a player like that. He puts butts in seats in every single building he plays in. doesn't matter if it's Prince Albert, Saskatoon, Regina, Brandon, Winnipeg, wherever he plays, he puts butts in seats. And you're trading the most marketable player in the entire Western Hockey League. But he's gone in in eight months regardless. and, And... and that's, I still don't think they trade him. I still don't think they trade him. Cause that's, I've talked to, I've, 
I I had that conversation with a member of um, like you're going to have a lot higher average attendance at the Brand Center with Connor Bedard in a Pat uniform. The attendance will dip, and yeah. I just see that as a business as. I think it'll come down to a business move more than a hockey move. Nathan, that's a very good point. At the end of the day, like these owners, like they 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 love the game and everything else. But at the end of the day, it is a business. They, they they're not in it just for something to do. They, they they like money. Like rich people like money. There's no getting around that. They they find ways to make money. If we think that these guys are in it for the love of the game, we're we're all fooling ourselves. Whether it be the Steinbrenners or whoever, they like money. That's why they do it. They don't do it just to have a team and to, oh, there's my little team playing to win a championship. They like money. And I think you might be right on that. But I also think that Bedard's gone in eight months regardless. And there'll be another asset 20 years down the road. Yes, they may not make, well, a couple COVID years where you weren't making any money might be a, a difference too, right? The, the bankers like their money too. So, no, I think I, I – James, I'm going to decide with you if you, like you said, he's going to Kamloops. I kind of leaning towards him leaving. Um, I don't think Regina is going to trade him within the division, within the conference. If they, if they do deal him, I think that he's probably going to a, a Western conference team, but he's a big asset and there's going to be agents and all kinds of people involved on, on where he goes. I on that think- note, no. do you guys have to, um, like when Bedard, because he's such a big asset to the league and to hockey and to the NHL already, do you guys have to put in a request to have an interview with him? Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's kind of like it's with all players, right? Uh, you have you talk to the other team first. You don't just walk into the dressing like even with the team like the Tigers, you go to the media guy first. So you don't just kind of barge in there and ask for a player. So it's the same with Connor. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just talk to the media guy, and the media guy stands there just to make sure you're not asking him if he's requested a trade or anything silly like that. And it's no different from any other player. Yeah, just I haven't covered a game with Bedard playing, but as James said, you basically hit the nail on the head. It's basically you go through you go through the media communications guys for each team, and then you you put in a request like. Regina was here in the preseason. Bedard was scratched from the game that. Oh night. yeah, he ain't, he ain't going to PA for a preseason game. There's no way. He he was he was scratched, but the the communications guy for the Pats was there, and he said the one guy that everybody from PA asked for was not Bedard, but it was Tanner Howe because Tanner Howe is a former Minto. And okay, so well, the, and that and that's big. That's, that's the, another thing I like about the Western League. We talked about having local guys on the team. That's another thing I like. I like about having about the Western League is that everybody knows somebody. It's like Canada's small in, in general, but in the Western League, it, it's quite funny that this guy played there. And like I said, I, I know this guy's dad, and blah blah blah. That's one of the great things about the Western League that I've always loved is that the. Uh, the community that the league is and everybody knows somebody somehow and somebody had a cousin who played wherever. And I think, I think it's great. That's one of the, the best things about the Western league. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Nathan. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like, I think one of the main reasons I ended up here is that I did a lot of work on the radio broadcast for the hurricanes last year. So I, I was kind of in that WHL media ecosystem, even if I wasn't directly covering the game, I was still, I still had a, had a finger on the pulse of the, of what was going on in Lethbridge last year, just because 
I got paid to sit in a room and listen to Dustin Forbes for two and a half, three hours. Every I'm, night. Have, I'm having Dustin on the show on Tuesday. I think we're doing a, a little hurricane preview thing. So that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Dustin Forbes with the Leopard hurricanes, the voice of the Leopard bulls as well. Uh, it's, who do you got winning, guys? The the the, the Western League. I mean, it's early. It's had, season starts on Friday. If you had uh, twenty bucks in your pocket, who do you got winning the Western Hockey League? You guys do a lot more research on this than I do. It's it's so crazy how you don't know who's going to do what because rookies can come out of nowhere. Some kid can come out of like literally out of nowhere and become the next Jerome McGinley. That was pretty untouted. Didn't really get, didn't get drafted the whole bit back. Cam was back in the day who, if you had uh, 20 bucks in your pocket to put down on BetUS.com, I'm sure they have a thing there somewhere. Uh, who would you, who would you have winning the Western Hockey Championship this year? I'll let you go first, Nathan. <laughs> I'm, the I'm probably going to go with the, if I place this bet, I probably won't get a lot of money back for it, but I'm going to say the Seattle Thunderbirds just because they like they have some very talented hockey players there. Like they picked up Krinkovic, who I mean, I'm going to like that move regardless. If you pick up a top five score in the league from last season, they gave up a very good player in roulette to make that deal happen. But I like they got Kevin. I believe it's Kevin Korchinski, who was a top 10 pick last season and I think he'll be back in the lineup for the Thunderbirds. Then they got I'm not I don't follow the Thunderbirds too closely, but from what I see they got good depth, a good blue line, good goaltending. Like they'll be a good hockey team, but I think and Cam loops if they get someone like Stan Coven back, they could be in that conversation too. But if I had to put money down on one team, Seattle. James. I'm putting 40 down. I'm hedging my bet. You know, I got an extra year in the league, so I had a little 20 extra dollars. Yeah. Uh, Blazers. I mean, John Cluston, former Tigers GM, uh, he's, they're hosting the Memorial Cup this year. I liked him they, when he was a mess hat. I liked him a lot. I've heard good things. I haven't met him yet. Uh, we will. Obviously, they're coming back here with Connor Bedard on February 25th. Uh, <laughs> You're nailing that one. I just, it's going to happen. But um, there's no insider knowledge there. I want to make that clear. I just, it's it's a perfect fit. But um, yeah, the Blazers, I mean, you host the Memorial Cup, you get a buy, but do you want to be a good team? And I think they will be. Uh, and then in the east side, I think Winnipeg. Uh, if they get Savoy and Geeky back and just another year of them two dominating, I think uh, they'd be Ge- smart bet as Geeky's well. Geeky's brother played played first base for the Oak Oaks Dogs. You know yep. That? yep, that's yeah. correct. Good guy. Correct. Really good really good kid. And I super, believe there's another, there's another brother. There's and, Noah, uh, Connor, and Morgan, who's with the Seattle Kraken. That's right. Yeah. What's in the water there with that? His dad, I, I actually, I actually went to training camp in Brandon, Manitoba with the Wheat Kings back in 1992 with their dad. Yeah. He, he's a big dude. Yeah. Anyway. So that's, that's, that's a whole nother story for another day, but yeah, no, I, I think I I think the Bedard trade happens, James. I really, really do, uh, and just for those reasons, because you, you look at the 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 Quebec League, how they load up a team, and the Ontario League does the same thing. The Western League's the only one that doesn't do that. They don't just load up these teams so they can win the Memorial Cup. Edmonton did this year, though, right? A, Last year, a little, a little bit. bit, yeah, yeah. I like Quebec, also, Quebec's actually gross how they do it. Yeah, like another it's, big it's part egregious, of egregious, actually. Is uh, I mean, Connor Bedard, like it was the same thing with John Tavares. He was like, he was like, I like the Oshawa Generals, but I'm gonna get drafted here, and I want to show what I can do in the playoffs. 
I bet you Connor Bedard, I mean, he shined at the World Juniors. I bet you he really wants to do well in the playoffs. Can't do that if you don't get there. Yeah. Uh, question about how you guys follow your teams and how, like, what, what the plan is with, with your, your respective newspapers. I've always been curious about this. This is back in the day before there was internet, uh, whether you listen to games and radio. How do you, Nathan, and how do you, James, how do you guys, because I'm sure you're not making the West Coast road trips. I'm sure you're not every night going on, on, on the bus. How do you guys, um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner report your teams for the paper that's coming out that morning when you're sitting at home or in your apartment, your condo, wherever you're living. How do you guys report the games that needs to be in the paper for press time at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., whatever it is? So our deadline is 9.30 p.m. Um, so that is tight for a game that starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, last year, I know there was a lot of game stories I would – be writing while the game was happening. Um, obviously when they're at home and when they're on the road to just writing game stories, it's kind of something I'm switch. We're switching to the coverage to this year is uh, we're not going to do a lot of, or many game stories in the newspaper. Uh, we're going to focus more on features and tell stories of the people. Also obviously including the scores and stuff like that. Each game will go online. We'll write a story for that. It's just kind of the new age newspaper of, we need to drive people to subscribe to the newspaper and also the website. So that's kind of how we're doing it. Uh, for me, I watch it. I watch every game online, or I try to at least if I'm not covering something else. Like I know right now in this season, it's going to be a lot of high school football Friday nights. So I'll have to either watch the game or listen to the game on radio and the new voice of Gino DePauli, the new voice of the Tigers. And then uh, he was probably, in Okotoks. He was in Okotoks. Yeah, that's he was right, with yeah. the Oilers and the Dogs. Um yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you know? I know. Yeah, okay. Now I know who you're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, for me, it's all like if I can't immediately watch the game when it's happening, I'll watch it later that night or the next morning. It's just uh, yeah, watching every game and trying to tell as many stories from the games and from the people as possible. Nathan, same with you. It's your first year in Prince Albert. What's what? What's your game plan, man? How are you gonna How are you gonna do this? Like, what's your like? You you must be not freaking out a little bit, but I'm like, oh, geez, how the fuck am I gonna manage this? What I actually did is I actually downloaded um, the CHL app. So even if they're playing on the road or anything, and I get notifications to my to my phone, it's like, yep, the game the game starting. Someone. And if a goal or anything like that happens, I get a note, I get a pop up on my phone and I can go look, I can look at the box, the box score of the hockey game. I know that doesn't tell, tell the whole story of the hockey game sometimes, but I also like could, can listen to it on radio. I haven't, wasn't able to do that in the preseason because I think the one night they went up to uh, Regina, I don't think either team was doing a radio broadcast, but it was on CHL live. So... <laughs> I don't, Very I don't few have teams that. do a radio broadcast in the preseason. Sorry to interrupt. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating. I, it's it is it is what it is, but I can understand why they they don't. Well, it's do money, it. right? It's just money. And 
but during but during the season for sure like i'll listen to the right like just could just download like the radio player canada app and most stations most stations are on there i don't know if uh i believe it's 900 ckbi that it hosts radio that has the rights for the radio shout here. out to 900 ckbi ckbi sorry yeah, I believe they have the rights in uh, to the Raider games. I'm not sure. I have to ask uh, Rob Matt about that. <laughs> but just put in, put into that, and if I have an extra screen by me, could throw it on, could throw it on to that that kind of thing. And then when I'm I'm going to be doing a lot more game stories this year for the Raiders. Just be, even though our deadline is actually 8:30 in uh, <laughs> in uh, Prince Albert, we go to press at 8:30. Sometimes a little bit later if there's like but it's new okay. Both of you it's news in your community. I'm going to give a a, a thumbs down to the to the Meshat News and to the Prince Albert Herald. It's news in your community that you're trying to sell papers to tell the story. Why make a person stay till 10 10 30? Because it, it sells papers. Sports sells papers. It does. I don't care what all the heads of state say. Sports sells papers a lot. There's pictures in papers a lot. Can you guys just not talk to these people and say, can you just, for the hockey season, please do it our way? Just, let's give it a try. We uh, Since I started last year, it's been a 9.30 deadline here. It used to be an 11 o'clock. Uh COVID kind of shortened it because we, there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know how much I can say, but uh, just it shortened it. And like our manager, our city editor here is the former sports guy. So he gets it. And he's I know who he is. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan, my girlfriend used to work for the news. So I, okay. I know, the, I know the ins and outs of this yeah. whole story. Yeah. And he, we were fighting the battle and it just, it's not going to happen. So it's kind of what we're working with. Just Maybe someday it. we'll get it. Well, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a challenge. And it's kind of something I've kind of, um, got pride in of writing games, like trying to get a game story out before nine 30. Uh, it just is what it is. We got an extension for a couple games. One was when Connor Bedard's first game yeah. in medicine hat. Cause it's Connor Bedard. Yeah. No, Nathan, in the eight 30, the game starts at seven. Like by the time you're having a hot dog in the second period, the game, like, you gotta be at press time. It doesn't do you any good. And, and news is old a day and a half later. No one cares what it score two days later. The, the thing is, what we do in uh, with the Herald here in Prince Albert is that our our Thursday paper is actually laid out, and all the stories are submitted. I believe Monday at three p.m. is the deadline for the Thursday paper because it's it has a lot more features and that kind of thing that gets sent out to not only Prince Albert but the surrounding communities, like places up in Larange and places. It goes to places like that. That uh, Larange, I remember Larange. Yeah, there's a that, lot of. Yep. If you if you want a good conversation, ask Forbes about Larange. Oh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, like it's it, it is it is what it is. It's out of my control, and I don't know why it's like that because I've only been working at the newspaper since August fifteenth. So well, you got to go in there and start changing things, Nathan. Don't don't give don't sell yourself short, man. Go in there and start changing things because that's ridiculous. Anyways, you guys ready to take some shots? Sounds good. Sounds good. I guess both of you. Favorite team in the National Hockey League? Toronto Maple Leafs. Nathan? Oof. Oof. Um, I'm a Leafs guy. They're... Uh, I will go with the Calgary Flames simply because it's the only arena I've watched an NHL game in. 
NHL team that you dislike the most? Bruins. That goes hand in hand with being a Leafs fan. Yeah. Scumbags. No matter what. Nathan? Oof. I don't say there's there's not really one that I absolutely like distaste with passion, but I'll have for the purposes of this, I'll go. Uh, who do I want to? I don't really like Dallas that much, I guess. I just don't really like Dallas. That this is before your guys' time a little bit. Those that Darian Hatcher, just a great big slug. He, I hated him. Madano could play hockey. That guy was something else to watch. PA legends got his number in the rafters here at the yard house. And he's he's a PA legend, is Mike Madano. His jersey flapping the wind going down the ice. No doubt about that. Boys, what's your actual favorite sport? Hockey. Do I really have to answer that one, Brent? You already know. You're a baseball guy. I know that for sure. Yeah. Let's go Cubs, go Blue Jays. You can't have two favorite teams. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I do. I root for both of them. Because if they met in the, if they met in, in the World Series, and which will never happen, like the Jesus, it almost happened for? in fifteen and sixteen. It almost yeah, happened it almost in fifteen happened. and sixteen. Um, I would just um, if they both, I would be like, I don't care who wins. I just want it to be a fun series. If they met, if they met in the World Series, like when they played each other um, in Toronto recently. Here, I was watching it. And I'm like. I want. I just want both teams to have fun, kind of deal. Like I root. I want the Cubs to do. It, and and the thing is, is that most of the time when one team is doing well, the other team isn't doing as well, and that's what's happening now. Is that the Cubs are kind of retooling, and the Jays are making making a push for it, and they're going to be in the playoffs. The this Cubs year. aren't retooling; they're just being the Cubs. They're going to be the Cubs for another hundred years again. That's what they're going to do. I don't care. I can root for the Cubs. Yeah, At least fine. you're a Yankees fan, Nathan. Yes. Hey, they won today. The Yankees actually won today. Judge at 59. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, better hockey player, Crosby or Ovechkin? Sid. I haven't watched. I don't follow the NHL really that closely, so I'll go with Sid just because of the Canadian bias. Who is going to win the World Series this year? You go, Nathan. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this, but I really like Atlanta. I really like Atlanta again. I think they could, if any if any team can pull it off twice, I think it's Atlanta because they've been doing really well all year. And Ozzie Albies has been out for most of the season. They can pitch. Yeah, Blue, no, they're good. Blue, Shout Blue out Jays. Mike Soroka. Shout out Mike Soroka. Uh, Blue Jays, Jose Barrios, World Series MVP. That's another screaming hot take from James <laughs> Tuff, the Medicine Hat News right there. It's a couple of them tonight with the Canlis Blazers, Connor Bedard, and the, and the Jays. Uh, I personally have, I think the Dodgers are actually going to win a non-COVID World Series there. They are just, they can't be stopped. That team can, that team can flat out play. The Yankees can't. They're not very good. They're yeah. not very good. They got one good player. That's all you need. Um, What's up, game? You guys are both baseball guys a little bit, or a lot of it. Which home run chase is actually the more intriguing for you? Is it the Pujols going 700, or is the, uh, I know it's not the, the, the major league record with Judge, 
but it's the Yankee record, the American League record, the non-steroid record, blah, blah, blah. Which one is a, a more intriguing record? For, like, which one's much, much CTV for you guys? Judge or Pujols? Pujols. Pujols, because when will we see another guy never shake like, 700? I'm almost 50. I will never see a guy hit 700 again. Like I won't. Like, like I'll be dead before it happens. Like it's just, trout, it's just math. Trout has to stay healthy, but That's he true. could have a chance. But you th- you look at back at it. I believe Pujols debuted in the 2001 season, and you you look like to have the, that longevity to stay to not only hit for power but to stay in the league because guys can hit for power, but if they're Joey Gallo and they hit. 197 teams aren't going to stick with it with them they're, the long the term. They're, they're not going to stay in the game and then Pujols has just been they called him the machine for a reason because he was 330 plus home runs 120 plus rbis every year when he was during his first stint with the cardinals not this year obviously was it two-way through it two-way i think he's 698 yeah. yeah i kind of have a i kind of have a because that the, this also counts postseason home runs I want 700 to happen in a playoff game and for it to be a walk-off. That's what I want as a baseball fan. I don't think it'll happen that way, but that's what I want to see happen. Judge does it next. Judge gets 62 next Friday night against the Red Sox in the Bronx. He hits it into section 203, I'm telling you right now. Uh, last one. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs ever win the Stanley Cup? Yeah. I mean, if the Cubs can win a World <laughs> Series. Like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't sound very convincing there, James. <laughs> I just, you know. Uh, They're a worse team this year than they were last year at this point. Ooh. They don't yeah. have a goaltender. Ah, they have two. And, no, I, I'm a big Matt Murray guy. I kind of grew up, I was a bit of a Pens fan as well. So, <sighs> I watched Matt Murray flourish. And I think, uh, uh, I don't know how much, but, like, Matt Murray, his dad was his best friend and he died and like they used to love hockey together. And yeah. I think he's just going to flourish in Toronto. I hope you're right. Cause I can't take it anymore. Nathan. I think if the Cubs can win a world series, the Maple Leafs can win a Stanley cup. It's just, I think what will happen with the Maple Leafs, if they get past round one, they'll go all the way. That's just how I feel. It's going to happen because like same thing with the capitals, like it was a meme at that point that they couldn't get past the second round of the playoffs. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, the Maple Leafs and getting past the first round of the playoffs. So I think once you kill the memes, you go all the way. I love the eternal optimism, boys. It's uh, it's great to hear from you you young guys saying they're, 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 you always got a chance. Mary Swanson back in uh, Dumb and Dumber days. It's uh, no, it's great to talk to you guys tonight. West Hockley season opens up Friday, Saturday this weekend. It's going to be great. Thank you very much, boys, for, for joining me tonight on the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, talking Raiders, talking Tigers. Um, there's a little optimism in Raider land, not a whole bunch in, in Tiger land, but uh, you just, you, you just hope that bo- both franchises can do well. Go to the games, people. They're, they're fun to watch. It's a great time. Tickets are a little pricey, but we'll, you know, we'll get, we'll get into that another day, but no, thank you very much guys for joining us tonight on the 1420 sports bar podcast. James, thank you very much. Uh, we'll follow you at the mess hat news at reporter tubbed uh, on Twitter. Nathan, I, it's scrub my are you just Nathan at Nathan Ryder? At Nathan Ryder 14. 
at Nathan Ryder 14 on Twitter. Follow these guys. They, they love what they're doing. They're, they're pr- pretty much new to the communities. They're, they're reporting their teams. It's great. The Western Hockey League. What rink? Last question. What rink are you dreading to go to this winter? We don't really go on the road at all just because it doesn't justify it, but uh, I'm open to this year and uh, we're going to check out Swift Current, see what it's like. I've heard I don't uh, mind. Some I went to a couple, a couple of roadies there with some buddies there. I didn't mind. It was a good time. Honestly, I don't, I'm kind of excited to go to the rinks I'm going to go to this year because they like I've never really gone to them in a at all or in a reporter capacity because. I'm going to go to the Sastel Center on the 24th for their home opener just because it's yeah. like 115 kilometers from my front door. Like it's not that far of a drive. And then I was humming and hawing about making the, just before, I think it's the week of November the 10th, the Raiders have a trip that they they go Medicine Hat, Lethbridge. And I was humming and hawing if I was going to make that road trip. And then I don't know if I will, but if I, go to those rinks. It would be my first time at, it would be my first time ever at co-op. And then it would be my first time at the NMAX in a, in a media co-ops, capacity. The co-op's a great, great building. The, the fan base isn't there yet, but co-op's a great, it's a great building. It's, it, 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 I, it's, I, I don't want know why people mess. I don't like it. I get it. It's not the old place, but I, I, I get it, but it's a, it's a great, great facility with the restaurants and things around there around here I, I, it's fantastic there's no reason why the people mess shouldn't like it i get it but i i don't i uh i don't understand it anyways boys uh enjoy your season this year Make, we'll we'll get together again before uh, before too long. Maybe we'll do a, a midseason report and we'll see how things are going with with each team. I have high hopes for both teams. Let's let's uh, let's see if uh, James Tubb his uh, prediction of the uh, Connor Bedard trade to Canloops happens. Nathan, have a great first season with the uh, Prince Albert Raiders. I wish you both guys both the best. Watch the Hockey League. Make sure you guys uh, follow, tweet, whatever. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four Beer Sports talking a whole lot more. Thank you, gentlemen, and we will talk to you guys throughout the season. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me, Brett. Not a problem. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.